Hey everyone, you're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy, a podcast with tips to make your life easier, covering pop culture, parenting, travel, minimalism, and more. Hey everyone, we're going to start this podcast episode off with a little story, and it goes like this. Jeff decided he was going to go out for a walk tonight, and then he came home. Nothing eventful happened during his walk. That's not what this story's about. But when he came home, he complimented me on how wonderful our flower boxes looked. I planted them earlier this year, and they're now overflowing with flowers, much to my delight. So then, fast forward a little bit, and we're recording our podcast for the evening. So I get up to pull the curtains closed and I gaze out to the flower boxes. And what do I see? Some scumbag had a half-eaten fruit tray and decided that our flower boxes is where they should put it. So they put a half-eaten fruit tray crawling with bugs plastic tray and all the lid was in the smack dab in the middle of my petunias and the fruit was strewn all over the sidewalk and what what monster does something like this walks along sees a beautiful flower box and then it's like that's a great place to put all my disgusting garbage i'm just gonna put it there so i put on some plastic gloves and i went out and i cleaned up the mess and i'm not bitter about it at all not even a little bit Uh, Sorry, listeners, you had to listen to me rant. I know you're not the type of people to do that, but if you know somebody who would do such a thing, just, I don't know. What are they thinking? What are are these people thinking? People shouldn't be doing that. Uh, We were both livid. Like, I think think this may have a little bit of a, you know, it may may slide into this podcast as well, this anger that we're feeling. (laughs) This anger. If you're wondering really, about royalties on that music, that was Jeff on guitar, so we're we're in the clear. Yeah, we tried to get a little creative for uh, the you know the introduction. <laughs> we're recording <laughs> introduction this on story. a New Brunswick day, so yeah. a happy New Brunswick day. We'll happy be New releasing it tomorrow, which will be Boxing Day, New Brunswick day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we uh, we were uh, had, had a great um, you know couple of days in uh, Funny National Park, staying in one of the yurts. There, if you haven't done that, definitely check that out. It's so amazing. There's no electricity, but it's really fun. And we met this couple from uh, Coal Harbor, who, uh, oh yeah, and they <laughs> they thought we were from the St. John's. I even, know. Yeah. Uh, I how know. did that work? How did they find? How did... We were at the playground, and Hux was playing with their kid, and introduced, like, I think, we'd our and you know our kids to one another. And the the father asked where we were from, and Jeff said. Oh, we're just from, we just came up from St. John, an hour and a half drive from here. So he actually said how far away we were, yeah. not, you know, we can't drive from Newfoundland in an hour and a half. And, and I had a St. John hat on, clearly St. John. Uh, then I heard, heard, <laughs> excuse uh, me. heard the father ask his daughter or tell his daughter, uh, you know, oh, these folks are from St. John's. Uh, uh, whatever, you know. Uh, let's drop all this anger in I five know. seconds. We have... One, two, three, four, five, gone. Okay. People who are listening from away, 
yeah. from we record our podcast in St. John, New Brunswick, and it's a pet peeve of St. Johners to be often confused with St. John's, Newfoundland. Newfoundland right. Um, Not that we have anything against Newfoundlanders. Nothing at all. No, no, we, but we just have our own identity. We have our own identity. And we want people to know how to say our, our city name. Right. So it is St. John, spelled out S-A-I-N-T, and there is no <laughs> apostrophe S. That's right. Um, and now the anger has gone yeah we're not even thinking about that fruit tray crawling with blood oh, bugs I'm, in the in, i know sorry okay let, let's let's carry on what are, this hard, is part two hard to do nice this, things for your house i know i mean and we then, can't even carve a pumpkin time. and put it out we get there. coffee cups like what let's they talk. treat our flower boxes like plastic spoons bins. yeah i know they do it's horrible i even put i put christmas tree boughs in over the winter time to deter people and it does help a bit and stops people from putting their cigarette butts and everything into the empty flower bins or flower planter. Even I'm calling them bins now. <laughs> okay. Right. So what's this podcast about? What are we talking well, about Well, this here? is part two of our How to Win Friends and Influence People uh, podcast on we know Dale Carnegie's We need book. no help in that department, honey. Apparently, we need to learn to how to influence people not to put garbage in our uh, you, Can you imagine, like, we could put up a little sign that's... Oh, we could put up a little sign. <laughs> Boom goes uh, the mic stand. Uh, a little uh, outtake here for... In the future, <laughs> bang! That's not the first time you've hit that boom yeah. stand. Here's my little disclosure. I'm feeling a little under the weather. I'm just luckily it didn't ruin our weekend. I'm just starting to feel a cold coming on today. But if I feel stuffy, and I'm just getting finished uh, a crazy cold that you probably got from me. Yeah, thanks, thanks, son. I distinctively remember the kiss. <laughs> you decided to do it, and I was like, okay, oh. that's what you want, baby. A cold. Here's my germs. Yeah. Okay. Right. We're going to talk about 12 ways to win people to your way of thinking. Okay. Yeah. But so, everybody has their own distinct way of thinking, though. Well, they do. Mm-hmm. They do. <laughs> so, Why do they need yours? <laughs> Why do they need somebody else's? <laughs> I, you promised not to ask any hard questions during this that podcast a hard episode question. because I do not have the all right, mental right. capacity it's more, to... It's a more philosophical one, but okay, oh, okay. Let, let, let's let's get going. Well, everybody wants to know how to <clears throat> negotiate and win an argument. That's right. So this these are just 12 little tips, I just won things that to one. think about when you're talking with somebody and you want to win them over to your way of thinking. I mean, we see this all the time on social media in the comment sections of popular news chaser sites. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yes. The news, every, <laughs> everywhere has a sites, news chaser. Right? And, and people get into debates. Sometimes it's even on your friends' uh, posts, and mm-hmm. you see, you'll read the comments, and people... And it's very rare... <laughs> Excuse me. It's a very rare occurrence that somebody actually changes their mind. It's true. And I, I think it takes a really great person to be able to go into an argument with their own with their own idea and then have it changed by someone else's like that takes a lot it does to happen it takes emotional maturity yeah. it takes emotion that's a great great way to, to not only it. have it happen i mean perhaps when those arguments happen online people are changing their mind but they're not going to admit it in a comment section no they got no, too no. much uh online cred to maintain yeah but a lot of people just go in there steadfast and they're like there's nothing that's going to change my mind no nothing that anybody can say is going to change my mind about what i think about this particular topic and it's true usually because they don't have the you know the capacity to change it that's right and now i'm i'm have, i wish i was drinking an aperol spritz tonight but i'm drinking bye bye cold tea no we've had a lifestyle <laughs> change well, tonight's kind just, of. it's a cold change, so. Yes. I love, I love bye-bye cold tea. Number one, the only way 
to get the best of an argument is to avoid it. So whenever we argue with somebody, no matter if we win or lose the argument, we still lose. The other person will either feel humiliated or strengthened and will only seek to bolster their own position. Hmm. We must try to avoid arguments whenever we can. So the whole idea of an argument is that, you know, back and forth rebuttals versus, you know, having a, a conversation. It's a battle. It's a battle of ideas. Yes. It's like gladiator battle of ideas. A picture like a debate, right? Where you got right. people standing but, behind a podium and they're, you know, that's the argument is, is strong and they're not going to, to waver. I wonder how many arguments, though, that, you know, people come out and they're like, yeah, I won that. I won that argument. You know, usually I've seen arguments where no one wins and it's just, it's just a clash that goes nowhere. Yeah. Usually someone just, you know, tires and gives up. Yeah. Number two. So again, we're looking at 12 ways to win people to your way of thinking. And number two is to show respect for the other person's opinions. Never say you're wrong. We must never tell people flat out that they are wrong. Uh, I think you're wrong about that, though. (laughs) It will only serve to offend them and insult their pride. Uh No one likes to be humiliated, so you must not be so blunt. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, that's kind of common sense, to be honest. Well, something I recently were trying to teach Hawks, right? But is that we don't need to be pointing out everybody's mistakes or... or what if yeah. you're in an argument, though, with someone who is, like, is unequivocally, obviously wrong? You know, 100% wrong. You know, what if someone... What if you're in an argument with somebody and their, you know, their argument is that Trump has never lied in his life? So the intent isn't that... That'd be an okay time to say, you're wrong. The intent of this point, I think, is not to say that people are never wrong. People are definitely wrong. Mm -hmm. It's just that you don't use the words, you're wrong. Okay. Okay. So, for instance, um, in the Trump argument, you might say, you know, well, wouldn't you agree that there are people who might find that racist? Oh, yeah. That would be another way to phrase it. Yeah, that's crazy. And that sort of leads into another point, which is start with questions to which the other person will answer yes. So do not begin by emphasizing the aspects in which we and the other person differ. Mm -hmm. Begin by emphasizing and continue emphasizing the things on which we agree. People must be started in the affirmative direction and they will often follow readily. Mm -hmm. Never tell someone they are wrong, but rather lead them where we would like them to go with questions that they will answer yes to. Okay, let's do an example then. Let's do let's do that. Okay. Um, okay, so you... Oh, you want me to give the example? Sure. Okay. No, okay, I'll give the example. Trump okay. never lies. Oh, you mean you want to be just the... Arg- you yeah, want I'll to be, be the, the argument. You want to be the person that's yeah. wrong. Yeah. Okay, I'll oh, be the one... Oh, but you're not wrong. But I'm not wrong. Oh, oh, I don't know how this works, So, obviously. So you're telling me you could never... Can you ever think of an instance where Trump has lied? I can think of a million instances where trump has lied okay so there i've just won okay i won the argument good job but we weren't arguing and there are no winners yep <laughs> right there is no, no. <laughs> but the intent i don't is know what happened you just did a jedi <laughs> mind trick on me or something <laughs> no, but the intent is to have the discussion get people thinking in a positive way so for mm-hmm. instance if you were going to i don't know buy a house mm-hmm. get people you know thinking i if I was trying to sell you a house, yeah, 
I'm a really bad salesperson, but if I was trying to sell you a house, I might say, I bet you're looking for a home that's affordable for your family. Would that be right? Oh, I see what you mean. You want a sporty car, don't you? You want one that goes really fast on the highway. Right. So you pick, kind of thing. it's things that you, yeah. you know that the two of you will agree on. Yeah. And, and get people saying yes. Mm-hmm. And then you move towards how you can meet that. Got this great children's toy. It's a bag of nails. What do you think? Huh? Kids love playing with nails, right? I bet you want your kid to be sharper. I bet How you. about having them play with sharp objects? <laughs> yeah, there you go. That kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hasbro, bag of nails. <clears throat> okay, Excuse I'm going on. Uh, the next point is, if you're wrong, admit it quickly and emphatically. Whenever you we are wrong, we should admit it immediately. When we fight, we never get enough, but by yielding, we often get more than we expected. Oh. When we admit that we are wrong, people trust us and they begin to sympathize with our way of thinking. See, I've, I've seen, I've been in arguments where I like take certain points of somebody's argument and say, yes, okay, I agree with you there, but I don't agree with you here at all or here or here, you know? So you give them a little bit you give them a little bit of like, okay, at least a little bit of what right. I'm saying is right. And this point is to take it even one step further though and admit that you were wrong. Yeah. To yeah. say the words you're wrong. And this is something that I can I've I can actually do life. quite easily now at my age. Yeah. No, there was same. a time that where I would have a really hard time admitting that I made a mistake, mm-hmm. that I was wrong. I quite readily admit it now. Yeah. Um, not that I make any more or less mistakes than before. I think no. I just, you know, I'm, a, I'm aware of it and I'm okay with admitting it. Yeah, so no, when, I mean, when you're in an argument and you know that you're wrong and you admit it, then I think it gives integrity to the points that you Yeah, of course. You, if you've you made behind. a mistake and, you know, you've you've made it, you should own up to it, you know. Same with if you're doing an argument, having an argument, and you know you're right, well, you just admit that you were right. See, I told you I was right, that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And, it shuts and you it, were wrong. It'll often shut it down. You know, if, mm-hmm. you're, if you're arguing with somebody about something and you just admit that you're wrong, it, it, sometimes it just throws them completely off their oh, game. Oh, I know. And they're all of a sudden like, oh. Oh, yeah. oh, wait, I was prepared to have more of a fight on this one, right? Well, so. good thing we don't really argue that much. We really don't. I don't know how that happened, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we don't argue, we discuss. We discuss. That's right. We communicate. <coughs> Excuse me. We cough continuously yeah. throughout this podcast yeah. episode. Yeah, sorry. I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to angle it away. You should have made some tea. Yeah, I should have. It's all about the or tea. had a glass of water at least. <laughs> yeah, it came unprepared big time. So another point is to begin in a friendly way. So So you look nice. There's a saying, a drop of... Trump's a liar. That kind of thing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Do you have another cough in there you need to get You're trying to talk. You're trying to talk. Go ahead. (laughs) There's a a quote in the book. A drop of honey can catch more flies than a gallon of gall. I don't know what gall is, but I know my (laughs) saying is usually, (laughs) you catch more flies with honey than beep. Yeah. Um... So if we begin our interactions with others in a friendly way, people will be more receptive. Mm-hmm. Even if we are greatly upset, we must be friendly to influence people to our way of thinking. I remember working uh, in a credit department when I uh, actually a couple of summers when I was in university, I worked uh, in collections. Oh man. And I had to collect on overdue overdue bills. And I remember when I started out some of the senior staff who worked there commented on the fact they felt I was too friendly with the customers. Too friendly. They thought I was being too nice on the phone and, uh, and that I would never collect any money that way. Yeah. And I remember after my, my four months of being there, 
um, I collected, I had set actually a record and collected over a quarter million dollars oh my goodness. Um, in that four months on overdue bills. That's insane. Um, quarter of a million dollars. I know. And so g- give me an example. So, well, uh, I'm not going to say what company it was. No, but no. It just that, no, um, give me an example. Of one of your calls, like, or like you would call and you would say like, you know, like sort of like, Hey, like, well, I think it's hearing people times out. Times are tough, and you know, I, I realize that it's hard to make your payments, but you know, could you make a little one kind of thing? You know. Well, I think it is having you know hearing people out, mm-hmm. uh, having yeah, a little bit of sense. sympathy, yeah. and you know, that's it's important to understand that not everybody, you know, they're not just choosing not to pay their bills. That yeah, there's reasons those for hard it. times, right? So being able to make arrangements that work for both parties mm-hmm. and yeah. And, you know, otherwise, if you just, if it's just confrontation, people put their foot down and then they just don't, uh, and like you said before, it kind of throws them for a loop, right? They answer their phone and there's this really friendly voice that's supposed to be, that's supposed to be really angry, you know, to get the money. So beginning in a friendly (laughs) way, I've proven is effective. Okay. (laughs) Maybe, maybe not always. I don't know. Yeah. Depending on your role, but... Maybe, maybe not. So, uh, where are we at here? On point number six of 12 ways to win people to your way of thinking. Let the other person do a great deal of the talking. So, people do not like listening to us boast. They enjoy doing the talking themselves. Let them rationalize and talk about the idea because it'll taste much sweeter to them in their own mouth. (laughs) Yeah, that's true, actually. And I've seen this, I've seen, and it often makes people uncomfortable sometimes when you're, when you're having a discussion and you're, you're quite quiet. People have a tendency to want to fill yeah, the void. I know, they're, that makes they're them, not comfortable with silence. It makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like that too sometimes, to be oh, honest. Oh, I am too. There are certain friends that, that are just like that and I find them always filling the void when they probably are more like, you know, have a more Buddhist ideology about it all like you know just kind of just let the space be space man you know that kind of thing right yeah well and i mean i've i know people who are you know much more you know maybe they're more soft-spoken or they or they say use far fewer (laughs) words and you know they they would say that people do pay more attention when they do say something because they choose their words sparingly Mm -hmm. so if you are you know having a discussion with somebody let the other person do the talking and and uh let that be a strategy Mm-hmm. Number seven, let the other person feel the idea is his or hers. People inherently like ideas that they come to on their own better than those that are handed to them mm. on a platter. Ideas can best be carried out by allowing others to think they arrived at it themselves. Yes. So yes. this one is, it's tricky, but if, if you practice it, you can do it. Yeah. You know, we, you, you sort of, w- within the discussion, make subtle suggestions, and then eventually the person will come up with the idea that you want to propose. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the key is to, to do it very subtly. How do you make, I have a question though, how, how do you make friends and influence people if you just don't like people? Well, then you just don't even care about you making just friends. You're you not don't picking leave the, the house. Book. You're not picking up the book. <laughs> you're an introvert. You're, you're just... yeah. <laughs> you're listening to the podcast and, and, and making that first baby step is what you're doing. <laughs> Number eight, try honestly to see from the other person's point of view. Other people may often be wrong, and we cannot con- but we cannot condemn them. We must seek to understand them. Yeah. Success in dealing with people requires a sympathetic grasp of the other person's viewpoint. Hmm. 
Yeah, that makes sense too. All these all these points make sense. Where did he get them though? Where did this uh where did Dale Carnegie get these ideas? He didn't come up with them himself. He had to have he had to have got them from somebody else. Like this well, is the forties, right? Th- pe- uh, 1936. 1936. People, I mean, he did a lot of uh, training and I'm courses, sure. so he pr- probably perfected these techniques over the years. And his book, I remember, delves into quite a bit of, of examples and yeah. you know, ways that he's picked up on this. Yeah, it's kind of like the, the, the same sort of philosophy as uh, Marie Kondo. She didn't come up with all of those ideas for organizing stuff on her own. She just collected them. <laughs> <laughs> she organized all those other people's ideas into... Their own, well, her I mean, own it, somebody idea, has to come up book. with the idea originally, right? It's true. So. It's like music. It's like no, not hardly anything is original these days. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, that's a controversial thing to say, but you know. <laughs> and also, I just wanted to say, before we go on to the next one, we should make it clear that I made a mistake in the first. I, I ne- hardly ever make mistakes, but the first podcast, I thought it was uh, Dale Carnegie, who who was responsible for for Carnegie Hall. But it's Andrew Carnegie, so I just wanted to make right. that clear. I think the building was actually even built long before. Dale and I Carnegie. wanted to admit that that was my mistake. Well and, done, hon. And, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I didn't right. even have to point it out. No. <laughs> see, I'm following all these steps as we do this podcast. I think trying to <clears throat> see something from someone else's point of view, even if you think that they're being very narrow-minded, or you know, uh, you just. If, if you do take a minute, it can help you help help you figure out ways to bring them around to your way of thinking. Oh, yeah. If you can sympathize with where they're coming from, then you can use wording and, and uh, you know, phrases that will appeal yeah, to that line of thinking. Uh, number nine, be sympathetic with the other person's ideas and desires. People are hungering for sympathy. They want... They want us to recognize all that they desire and feel. If we can sympathize with others, they will appreciate our side as well and will often come around to our way of thinking. Yeah, that's true. So that's sort of, you know, it kind of goes a little bit hand in hand with trying to see it from their point of view, but also understanding why they think the way they do. For instance, if you are in a war-torn country and there maybe is... You were always oppressed by a particular group of people. Mm-hmm. Then you might have, you know, a racial bias towards those people. You, yeah. may, you know, there may be a yeah. something that has influenced, and and even though that that's not right, to paint, you know, paint uh, paint that race based on your experiences, if you can understand where the person is coming from, right, and sympathize with that point of view a little bit, it yeah. might help. You know, help uh, have the you know discussion be a little bit more compassionate. Yeah, it's true, and then that would loosen up the person that you're possibly having the argument with to, uh, you know, just change their ideology, change the way that they're thinking in a, a slight way. You know, yeah, definitely. So, number ten, appeal to the nobler motives. Everyone likes to be glorious in their own eyes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love being glorious. People believe that they do things for noble and morally upright reasons. If we can appeal to others' noble motives, we can successfully convince them to follow our ideas. Hmm. Interesting. So if you make them think that what they're doing is... I mean, it sounds manipulative, but if you can point out maybe the charitable aspects... It's the kind of thing that dictators do in a way, you know? (laughs) No, but there are people who are very, very effective at 
negotiating and bring i mean and you have people who are are good at uh, mediating and, yeah. and, and getting two parties to to find a solution that's true so there there are people who do this stuff really really well so i don't expect you to memorize all 12 of these ideas and put them yeah, put them just to, something to think about, really. If you try to put them to test in every yeah. uh, every conversation, every discussion you have with somebody, they you might it might seem a little odd. But if you can find one or two that seem to work for you, yeah, uh, you may find that it it does help move a discussion along and maybe get people to come to an agreement a little bit better. Number eleven: dramatize your ideas. In this fast-paced world, simply stating a truth isn't enough. The truth must be made vivid, interesting, and dramatic. So television's been doing this for years, and sometimes ideas are not enough. We must dramatize them. That's true. So, you know, a lot of times people will do videos or uh, they'll they'll tell a story to yep. paint an image. Yeah. Um, similar to what we did at the they'll beginning of this, uh, uh, this podcast episode, That's right? right, we did. <laughs> we We're tried to dramatize it a little bit. Even had the uh, musical, musical background. Yeah. But it can definitely help emphasize your point if you... Uh, if you drive home the idea with a little bit of drama. Yeah. Uh, and finally, number 12, throw down a challenge. The thing that most motivates people is the game. Everyone desires to excel and prove their worth. If we want someone to do something, we must give them a challenge and they will often rise to meet it. Well, like Dungeons and Dragons kind of thing or chess. I, I don't know about that. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> but I've seen this done <laughs> I before. challenge you to a duel. Sometimes when people are in an argument... Uh, or a discussion, and they want somebody to do something. In the end, kids will have to. Well, I, I bet you, I bet you can't. I bet you won't do it because you just can't do it. Oh yeah. You know, oh you yeah. Won't do what I, I want can because do I, it. You can't do it. You know. Yeah. You sort of, you put that challenge out there. That's probably the, the you know, the least mature way to do it. But um. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense, though. But sometimes just to challenge people to say, you know, maybe you don't think my idea will work, but. You know, prove me wrong. Let's give it a try. Let's give it a try. And, and then show me. Challenge accepted. All right. That kind of thing, you know. Exactly. Right. So that, that type of thing, yeah, it could definitely work work in the schoolyard. But if you take a little bit more of a mature spin on it, it can work as adults as I well. I guess if you have like a couple of these from the podcast in the back of your head, if you remember them and stuff, you can always, you know, just apply them whenever, you know, just try it and maybe let us know how it went, you know. <laughs> I challenge you and, and let us know how the challenge went and stuff, you know. I think the themes from this are really about, you know, listening to the other person, mm-hmm. being sympathetic, try to understand where they're coming from, Yeah. try to keep the conversation going both ways, having it be positive. That's what we did this whole podcast. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's all about, it, they're just, you know, and it's just another set of communication skills. Again, it's not, it's not trickery or, yeah. you know, uh, anything to try to fool people into agreeing with you. It's just a way to have good, open, honest communication so that you can come to an yeah. agreement that you're both happy with. And hopefully we presented those ideas in an entertaining fashion for this podcast. I know it can be kind of yeah, somewhat dry material, but we tried to, you know, Spice it up a bit for oh, us. I love. I don't find Carnegie dry at all. No, I love Carnegie. This stuff. Nineteen. You know what's great though? This is. It's just. It's basic people skills that you can practice anywhere. So, you know, the next time you're interacting with somebody, just try even one of these. Say their name. Say right their away, name so that you won't forget it. Because I'm so bad with names. I'm horrible <laughs> with names. Well, use their name and and you know, um, practice listening. What do they say? We have two ears and one mouth, so we should listen twice as much as we talk. That's right. 
That is exactly what that saying goes. If we did that, this podcast would be 20 minutes of silence and 10 minutes of me talking. (laughs) Wow. You did a great (laughs) job. How was that for some sleepy, bye-bye cold tea (laughs) math for you? Fantastic. It's fantastic. I hope you found something uh, interesting out of this one, and uh, we look forward to the next episode. Happy New Brunswick Day, everyone. I hope it was a great one. Happy New Brunswick Day, everyone. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit InfoQuench.com to subscribe and catch up on past episodes. You can also check out InfoQuench on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Till next time. time.